Hi, everyone, and welcome to Where Faith Grows. I'm your host, Laura Lambert. Every episode, I sit down with a friend, some old and some new, and we explore areas of our lives where we can let faith thrive and flourish. I'm so happy you're joining me here today. Let's find out together where faith can grow. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Where Faith Grows. This week, I got to sit down and chat with Livy Lynn, the creator of Crown of Beauty Media. Livy Lynn is a Northern Michigan native who was singing before she could talk and telling stories before she could hold a pencil. This 20-something author, singer, and songwriter has always been known as the idea girl amongst her peers. As she neared high school graduation, she asked herself the dreaded question, what am I supposed to do with my life, and struggled to find the right path. As a dreamer with far too many possible ideas to choose from, she felt the Lord nudge her to simply pick one area she was passionate about and begin there. She quickly established Crown of Beauty magazine, an online hub of encouragement and fun for Christian teen girls. The Lord blessed this ministry with favor and opened doors for ministry as Livy hosted several conferences for women, teens, and young girls across the country. While connecting with readers across the globe, she offered sample chapters of her Christian young adult fiction project, The Coronation, on her website and was surprised by the excitement it received. Her readers encouraged her to release the book in full, and since then, she's published four more titles in addition to two devotionals. In the months to come, Livy launched her Dream to Destiny podcast. Livy has a passion for helping young women discover what they were created to do by unlocking their inner blueprint, then working on a step-by-step plan to make those dreams happen and live out the fullness of their God-given purpose. Today, Livy and I are talking about finding the balance between seasons of waiting and running with Christ. We cover the fear of moving in the wrong direction, running after our passions, and so much more. Livy has such great experience following all the things that the Lord has placed on her heart, and I just know you'll be encouraged and inspired by all she has to say. So without further ado, here's my chat with Livy Lynn. Okay, welcome to the show, Livy Lynn. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that it finally worked out. We had a couple of scheduling goofs, so this is perfect. <laughs> yes, we have been trying to connect for, I mean, it's been months mm-hmm. because we first connected last year via your Facebook group. I, I think, think it was so. your Facebook group. Yes. I can't really remember Maybe. what came first. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was a long it's time a while. ago. Yeah. We've been trying to connect, then... It kept messing up. So now, finally, here we are. <laughs> okay, so tell us—well, first, just tell us about yourself. Tell us, like, what your projects are, what you do, what you love, what are your hobbies. Just give us, like, a little bit of a rundown. Yeah, of course. Well, my name is Livy Lynn, and I'm in my mid-20s. Well, actually, late 20s now. I have to correct that. Uh, but I— I am a very multi-passionate, multi-talented person. I have a lot of projects, a lot going on, but kind of my main passion and heart is my ministry, which is Crown of Beauty Magazine. And um, it's a website that I started for teen girls several years ago. And from that, so much has grown. We have um, books and digital magazine issues. And I've also started releasing um, fiction that I have written as well, in addition to our devotionals. And I also run a podcast of my own. So this is super 
super fun to be kind of <laughs> in the chair, like getting interviewed instead of being the interviewer. Um, yes. and yeah. And I also love music and songwriting and I have a YouTube channel and just kind of post fun content over there. So lots of fun projects, lots going on, but my main heart, my focus is just to encourage teen girls and really, um, help them discover their royal identity in Christ and really know what that means to walk with him in that way. I love that you use the term royal identity. That's like the first thing that I saw on your page. And I was like, Mm -hmm. that is, teen girls need that. It's hard being a teenager. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I would never want to be a teenager again. Like, No. That's never. And I'm like, praise God, that season has passed. (laughs) And so I think it's great have someone in your life to remind you that these years are not going to last forever and there is a hope and a future and there's more coming. So, Yeah. And just for them to be able to know who they are, it's such a time when you're like trying to figure out who you are and just to have at least one facet of who you are be stable and like rock steady. Mm -hmm. It's so such a needed reminder. (laughs) Absolutely. So tell us, I guess, tell us a little bit about your testimony. Like how did you get to know Jesus? And then I kind of want to know a little bit, too. This is a little bit of a double question, but I also want to know, like, what fueled you to get into this kind of ministry based Mm -hmm. off of that? Yeah. Yeah. Good questions. Okay. So <laughs> I I felt like I was one of those kids growing up who didn't really know what my testimony was because mm-hmm. I grew up in a Christian family. I was super blessed to grow up in a wonderful home and had a really blessed childhood. And I feel like my first experiences with God, my first memories of Him, I was so little. I think I was probably in yeah. preschool. I remember just like flipping through my picture Bible and just being in wonderment over the fact that the God who created all of this, like, cause I would look at, you know, the Genesis story and I would yeah. see that, you know, I'd read these little stories and I was like, oh my goodness, the same God who did this, he actually died on the cross for me. And just like, as I would mm. go through and flip page after page and get all the way to the end of the picture book where it had like a picture of heaven and just thinking about, I remember thinking about eternity and just thinking like, I didn't fully understand it because I was a preschooler, but (laughs) it was definitely like God was already speaking to my heart at such a young age and really drawing me into like, Hey, I want to have a relationship with you. And I did create everything and I did die for you and you can live forever with me. And so when I think back at that, I feel like, I don't know if that's really normal for preschoolers to have those kinds of thoughts necessarily. Probably not. (laughs) I feel like I, as I've gotten older, I've realized like, wow, God really did reveal himself to me at such a young age, which was a huge blessing. Um, so I can't say that I have a specific distinct memory of like praying the prayer. Um, so I think when I was like eight or nine, I kind of got freaked out about that. I was like, oh no, did I ever pray the prayer? And so I think I, I like, forgot. Yeah. So I talked to my mom and I was like, we need to pray just in case. And so <laughs> I feel like I've just kind of had this story of God just continuing to reveal himself um, in yeah. deeper layers and deeper levels. But I think um, it was probably when I was like 14, 15, that my relationship with him really started to deepen. You know, those teenage years, things start to get crazy. And I was like, okay, I need to have some sort of security in my life. I need to know um, what matters most to me. I need to know like my values and my morals and yeah. what's important to me. Um, and, you know, just of course, pressing into that relationship, I just started to learn so much. And so it's really hard to pinpoint an exact moment of my testimony because it's just like this ongoing story. But definitely I'd say my teenage years were when he really started to build that close relationship. Yeah. I know it's really hard when I ask people like, tell me your testimony, because I think like 
it is hard. Like, if somebody asked me to tell my testimony, I'd be like, well, it's still going on. Yes. <laughs> so, uh-huh. And I feel like every season of life basically has its own mm-hmm. testimony Absolutely. in a lot of ways. Yes. But I do think I can picture cute little preschool you looking <laughs> at your picture Bible. I I, I had a picture Bible, too. So that's like, that was nostalgia for a minute there, <laughs> thinking about that. <laughs> okay, so you already yeah. told us about Crown of Beauty a little bit, but tell us, like, what journey it's taken you on since you started it. Like, what's yeah. what has the growth been like? What has been so fun about it? What's been hard about it? Give us, like, lay it out for us. Yeah, so I, as I mentioned earlier, I have a lot of interests and a lot of things that I'm passionate about. (laughs) And so in my high school years, as I was nearing graduation, I was like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do with my life? Like there's so many great (laughs) options. How am I ever going to choose? And so I kind of went through a process with the Lord with that. And um, I felt like I was so anxious and nervous about choosing the right thing. Cause I was like, this is my life. Yes. If I mess it up, like, Oh no, what's going to happen? Get one. <laughs> right. And only one career. And I was like, how am I going to do this? And I felt like through relationship with him, just praying and spending time, I felt like he said, what would you like to do? Like, if you could do anything, what would you enjoy mm-hmm. doing? And that really took a lot of the pressure off of me. Cause I felt like it was an invitation to explore multiple possibilities. And, you know, obviously that's very normal for, um, like, I mean, I forget what the statistics are, but kids change their majors like multiple times. Like it happens. Oh, yeah. It's part I of did. the discovery process. And so, you know, just realizing that that's okay and that's normal, it really gave me permission to um, start to dream of what would I like to do. And one of those things right. was launch a magazine because as a young girl, I was obsessed with magazines. I loved them. Oh, yeah. And Who wasn't? I know, right? American Girl, like all those cute little magazines. <laughs> yes. And then as I became a teenager, I still loved magazines, but I started realizing the content was not encouraging. It was not that yeah. good, lovely, pure, you know, stuff that the, that the Bible tells us to fill our hearts with. It was like total opposite of that. And it, it was having major negative effects on me. And so after those years, I was like, okay, if I could create something for girls in that age range where they could... Yeah be getting this content that would be drawing them closer to the Lord and also just fun. Like we have like little Disney princess quizzes and I don't know, just fun stuff, fashion and things like that, that, you know, are what's so enjoyable. And so anyway, um, that was kind of what inspired me just to step out and start working on it. Um, and so I feel like God really blessed the magazine from the ground running. I was super blessed to have a platform that was very um, helpful in like the analytics and the keywords and really just helping yeah. gain a lot of traction right away, which is something that's very unusual. Like for most bloggers, they will spend years and years trying to build up their following. And oh, yeah. within the first couple of months, we were like at 15,000 readers a wow. month. And so wow. I know that that's, I know that's very unusual. And um, God just kept opening up a lot of doors. I mean, we had wonderful interviews with different artists who would, of course, bring their following, you know, into yep. like, check out the magazine. Um, and then like opportunities to go to like the K-Love Fan Awards and do interviews and the Dove Awards. So and just cool. Yeah, just really fun stuff that God just would continue to open up and girls would reach out and ask if they could write for the magazine. And so we just really had so many open doors and we that eventually led us into doing some conferences, um, which was Love really that. special. And so I feel like, yeah, it was kind of a whirlwind. Like I feel like those first <laughs> couple years, he just opened up so many doors and a lot of blessings and met some incredible friends 
Um, and I don't think it was normal. Like in the moment, yeah. it didn't seem abnormal, but looking back at it and having other friends who blog, who like struggle to get 50 readers a month, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was definitely God opening up those doors. <laughs> <laughs> what an honor. And also, yeah, crazy whirlwind. And you were so young at the time. You were probably just like, I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> yes, for sure. And I didn't, I felt like I was always saying, I have no idea what I'm doing. I would say that phrase so often. I mean, I had never done interviews before. Like I had never gone to these events and like gotten dressed up and like tried to talk to your favorite Your hand is like and, shaking. Yeah, right. And then um, even... I don't know. And then with our conferences, I was like, I've never planned a conference before. I've never done all these things. And God was just so faithful as I would continue to step out and try something new and try something new yeah. and try something new. And it really built a lot of self-confidence for me of like, even if this isn't my destiny and what I'm ultimately sure. called to do, like it's so training me for things for the future. And yeah. so, yeah, there was just so much value in not only for all these other girls, but also for me and the lessons that God was teaching me through all of those experiences. Yeah. I loved what you said at the very beginning about having those feelings of like not wanting to mess it up and wanting to like choose the right thing. And then God just telling you, what do you love? Because like, that's something I feel like I'm just now starting to learn about mm -hmm. faith is like, He put those passions in our heart for a reason. So like when yeah. we, when we're pursuing our passions, we are like, we're living our God-given destiny when we do that. Mm -hmm. Because those weren't put in you by accident. I think, especially as women and especially as Christians, we we make ourselves feel guilty because we're like, oh, it just feels selfish. Like, this is just mm -hmm. what I want. This is my fleshly yeah. desire. But it's like, no, that's—he gave that to you. That was yes. a gift. Use yes. it. So I just mm -hmm. love that you articulated that so well because I think that is such a common feeling of, oh, absolutely. oh no, I don't want to mess it up. And yeah. But there's so much grace for that. Like, absolutely. He, so much. He can always course correct you. Yes, always. Definitely. Yeah, it's I so much that. more important to do, to go mm -hmm. do and yes. mess up a thousand times <laughs> yes, <laughs> than it is sure. just to sit in <laughs> fear. Mm -hmm. Okay. So after this season, you then started the podcast. And I know like we've talked a little bit about this, but the listeners don't know anything about this yet, how you kind of had to play a little trading game. So talk about that for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so actually it was a little bit before um, the podcast was, it was an idea, but it wasn't kind of like right. my main thing yet. And so basically I was very entrenched in all things Crown of Beauty. I was, it was my full-time everything. And I felt like my identity was starting to get a little wrapped up in it, which was kind of ironic because here I was trying to teach girls about your royal your identity. identity in Christ. <laughs> and then I realized that, my identity started to kind of get attached to some of these things. And I knew that that's not what I wanted to happen. I knew that that was not mm. what the Lord had for me. And I really felt like at one point he challenged me and said, you know, if all of this went away, you know, if you didn't have this platform, if you didn't have this voice, if you were literally just in your house with me and your family doing dishes, like just boring <laughs> mundane life, like, would you still be you like, you know, would you still be my daughter? Would you still be confident? Would you still be um, in love with me and worshiping me? And that was kind of a wake up call for me because I was like, man, yeah. I really have attached so much of myself to this. Even I would have, it started to irritate me a little bit because people would even refer to me as like the crown of beauty girl. And I was like, okay, that's kind of, <laughs> there's so much more. And like, that's not, that's not my identity. And a lot of people just assume like, oh, you're obsessed with princesses. And yes, I am. But not, that's not like my whole 
life. And so anyway, I felt like the Lord just kind of took me through this process of, um, you know, asking me to step away from it for a while. And that wasn't the only reason there was also other things going on in my life at the time that I really just couldn't even emotionally commit to everything that was going on. And I've always been a strong believer that if you're going to do ministry, it should really be out of a place of wholeness and not trying to get your own needs met because the whole point is to be pouring into other people. So if you're like trying to, you know, heal uh, through something emotionally at the same time, this kind of intense, which is what was going on in my life. Um, that's not always the best idea because oftentimes you can be, um, you know, trying to, again, find your identity in this. And then through the people you're trying to minister to, you're actually like sucking life out of them instead of giving it to them. And so I just really (laughs) felt like I had to, um, you know, step away for a while. And I did not know at that point that there would be the podcast coming later. I really didn't know what God had in store for me, but I just kind of let go of that for a season. And it was crazy because our website was still up and we still had people coming to it. So it wasn't like a total shutdown, but I just didn't do any new content. All the magazine issues were done for a season. Um, And then it was later after kind of taking that time to um, just be with the Lord and get my identity refocused and my roots going deep (laughs) in Him um, that I started to write. And that was when I started Mm. to work on these fiction projects and whole crazy story with how those got released. But then after that, I started um, the podcast. So... It was so much stuff. <laughs> yes, a lot. So I can see why he was like, you need to take a break for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Well, I think like that I that's like important for me to hear too, because I am so go, go, go. But you're what you're talking about is basically just the power of giving yourself time to just listen to what mm-hmm. he might want you to pursue next. Yes. Because I think we get caught up with like all the stuff we're supposed to do and supposed to keep up with and all the checklists and all the things, and then it's like okay, but do I even have any room in my life for just listening anymore? Yes. Absolutely. And it's so easy for that to just go away and not have it. And so mm-hmm. it's it's like as soon as you had that like space, yes. a whole new set of doors started opening, mm-hmm. which is absolutely exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole, what we're calling this episode is like waiting, the balance between waiting and running. And so... Let's get into that a little bit, because that's kind of what you're starting to talk about, is like yes. there's a season of waiting and then a season of going and finding that balance. Like, what what is that balance? What has that been like trying to find that balance mm-hmm. for you? Yeah, well, I love that question. I think that the first thing that comes to mind on this topic is that everything's all about relationship. It's all yeah. about our relationship with Jesus. And I feel like as Christian women in this content filled world, like we have so many amazing resources. We have books, we have podcasts, we have, you know, inspirational speakers, preachers, like we just, we're loaded with information. And I feel like it's really easy for us to take something that we see online or that we hear from someone else or even like a cute Pinterest quote and be like, oh, that's for me. That's my life. I'm going to run. Or, oh, this is for me. I'm going to wait. And I feel like God takes us through different seasons. And, you know, Mm -hmm. like Ecclesiastes talks about, there's a time for this and a time for that. And that is so true with our lives. And I think that oftentimes we forget to give ourselves the grace to go through seasons of running and then go through seasons of not really doing that much, of just waiting on God. And it doesn't really look impressive and doesn't look like, you know, to the world that we're accomplishing (laughs) things. And so I think the first thought with that topic is just to have your relationship with the Lord be real and be, um, you know, be talking to him because 
you never know when he is going to course correct and you never know when he's going to ask you to perhaps step away from something or he's going to tell you to go ahead and start running towards something. And so I think that instead of like comparing ourselves with other women and these other speakers and saying, oh, well, so-and-so said I should be chasing my dream. So I'm going to go for it right now. Or so-and-so said I need to just wait and, Mm. you know, wait on God for a while. So I'm not going to start my blog. I'm not going to step out. I think that we have to listen to the Holy Spirit and listen to what, how God is directing us. Cause otherwise we're just going to be like following the crowd. And it's like, Oh, if these yeah. women are all charging forward, maybe I need to do something too. Maybe I need to start my book because all my friends are doing it. Or, you know, maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't step out because nobody else is. And so I think that's probably the first thought on that topic is just yeah. to quit trying to keep up with everybody. And that's something that <laughs> teach me because I noticed that I was very easily influenced by the people that I was around, which is natural. Like, you know, we are definitely influenced by our community, but at the same time, you don't have to be making your life decisions based on, you know, what others are doing. And so for me, the balance of running versus waiting, um, has been number one, just to hear what the Lord is saying. And then also Mm -hmm. to be okay with whatever the answer is. Like, I feel like, um, sometimes I prefer that he would say that I wait on something. And I feel like it's like, I, I guess I like to say that, um, it makes me think about, you know, we already have the great commission. Like Jesus already said, go. He already gave us a green light. Like if we're sitting around like, oh, I don't know if it's God's will. Like, I don't know if he'd want me to have a ministry or I don't know if he'd want me to, you know, build an orphanage in India. Like, I just don't know. And it's like, if it's something that, like you said earlier, something that you're passionate about, that's going to help people. Why would you not start to step out. And obviously, you know, there's right. fear and things that come up, you know, these mental obstacles that we have to overcome with the Lord. But, you know, for the most part, we have a green light. And then when you look in the book of Acts, like the Holy Spirit would stop Paul when he started to go the wrong direction. Oh, that's and he such a good almost, point. Yeah, yeah, he almost went into these other countries because he had the green light. He was just moving forward. And the Lord's yep. like, nope, you need to stop. You're not going to go here. And he recorrected, but it's like, what if Paul never would have moved forward? What if he would have just been like, well, I'm just going to wait here and, you know, see if what this great commission, what does it really mean? Like, I'm going to do a word study on it before I like actually start doing it, you know? And so (laughs) I would have never done anything. (laughs) Yes. And so I feel like, you know, we can have the tendency to kind of use that waiting word as an excuse of like, oh, I'm just waiting on God. Well, sometimes God is actually waiting on you. Like you're waiting for doors open and he just wants Mm -hmm. you to like be faithful with what you have in front of you even if it's something really small. So, you know, that's one aspect of it. And then on the flip side, we can be also striving. We can be trying to do things that God's not, you know, it's not the right season for it. And He is asking us to wait, and that's totally valid as well. And sometimes He'll have you going on one thing and waiting on something else. And so that's why I think that it all has to go back to your relationship with Him. Otherwise, we're going to be so confused and just trying to balance all these things that God will make it so much more simple (laughs) if we just will slow down and listen. And, you know, He will make it really clear what season we're in. Yeah. I like what you said about Paul because it just goes back to like that fear thing. If Paul had constantly been living in fear of like, oh, I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to do anything wrong. Maybe I should wait. That He wouldn't have accomplished anything. And I almost feel like we have to treat our relationship with God like like a real relationship. (laughs) Like we don't walk on Mm -hmm. eggshells with the people that we love and the people we're close to. We, it's a, it's like a pull and 
a push and pull. It's always mm-hmm. like, okay, let me like see what I'm supposed to do next. And we're going to be open with each other and we're going to talk. And like, there's so much grace there. It's like, there's not punishment waiting on the other side of every door you try to open. There's yes. just mm-hmm. communication. <laughs> yes. And okay. so I just love that you're saying that because I think it's like what you're saying about the orphanage. It's like, if it's laid on your heart and it's supposed to help people, then why, why? Like, just yeah. start moving in that direction. And if it's mm-hmm. not the time, you know, he'll be really clear with you Definitely. to stop. But yeah. you have to, we have to let our faith be strong enough to try and to test and to go and to listen and pray mm-hmm. and do all those things without just like fear of punishment on the other side. Yes, absolutely. So and good. I love that. <laughs> You're saying so many good things. It's like I'm trying to soak it all in. <laughs> Okay, so I really want to tell you guys about the Tailwind app. This Instagram and Pinterest scheduler has more than doubled my engagement on both platforms, and I just can't sing its praises enough. Let me tell you a few things that I love about it. Number one, it's an easy visual scheduler, so you can see what your Instagram feed will look like, and it gives you great insights into the analytics and performance of your posts. Number two, you can schedule content for Pinterest and Instagram and they have the ability to create visually stunning pins right within the app, and you can even schedule Instagram stories. Three, they have their own hashtag generator, which this is one of my favorite features. I use it every single time I make an Instagram post because it recommends top hashtags based on your caption and even gives you the popularity of that hashtag, as well as the ability to create hashtag groups that you can use over and over again. Number four, they have a smart bio feature that allows you to create multiple in-bio links, customized to your brand colors, and even tie links to specific Instagram posts. I seriously love Tailwind. I've been using it for months now and have seen great results. And I knew you guys would love it too, so I went ahead and snagged a $15 code for you guys that has no expiration date. If you just use my link that's in the show notes of this episode, you can get a $15 credit towards Tailwind Pro to use right now. Or you can just go to tailwindapp.com slash I slash It's Laura Lambert to redeem your $15 credit today. So what other areas of your life have required kind of finding this balance? I know we've talked about it a lot with Crown of Beauty, but like, does it exist in other realms of your life or has this been the main one? Yeah, I would say <laughs> this, every, The giggle says it all. <laughs> yes, I would say every area of life for sure, especially with myself having so many different interests. It's not possible yeah. to do everything at once <laughs> anyway. And so I definitely <laughs> have to depend on him for... Like, is this a writing season? Is this a Mm. season for my music? Like different things like that. And I feel like sometimes it can be hard because I'll feel like, oh, people must think whatever. They must think I'm just jumping around from thing to thing. Oh, she's so flaky or whatever. And you really have to (laughs) shut, you really have to shut those voices down and, you know, those lies because it's like, no, you're leaving, you're, you're relying on God. He's leading you and just believing that, you know he's got a purpose for every season. So yeah, I would say that a hundred percent applies to every area, um, including even my, you know, current life circumstances we're recording this as far as, um, my physical location and moving and things like that. I feel like I got a very clear, 
um, direction from the Lord, a place that he wants me to go. And then it was like, oh, we got to wait a little bit longer. And so it's just this (laughs) constant balance of like, okay, running and waiting. That's such a good way to put it. (laughs) And like, I think the thing that is hardest for me because I'm a go, go, go person constantly is like when I'm in a season of waiting, I am so eager to get out of that season that Mm -hmm. that's like my eye is always on what the next season of running will look like. And it's so easy to not find the lessons and really just the joy in the waiting because it's like Mm -hmm. we're always like, oh, what's next? What am I going to run towards? What's Mm going to come next? So I don't know if you have felt like that too, but I feel like that is, it's hard to be in the waiting season and really be there, I guess. Yes. Oh, for sure. That's like a story of my life. (laughs) So I for sure relate with that. I think that one of my favorite quotes about this is, I remember Lisa Bevere said, if you're in the middle of a test, don't opt for the retest. And I think that that's so good because I feel like when we're in that season of waiting and it's kind of like the butterfly in its cocoon, like you have to be there to, you know, get all the nutrients. And like, I forget all the scientific reasonings of how this works, but there are specific things that the butterfly has to endure in that cocoon that if they try to come out early, their wings are going to be damaged. They literally will not be able to fly. And I often think of that with like, when I'm trying to hurry out of a situation or like, Oh, I just want to get to the next thing. I just want to get out of this uncomfortable place. And you know, you are getting everything that you need right now. Like there's a purpose for your season. There's a reason that you're you're in it. And if you can just truly, speaking to myself here, if you can just truly <laughs> enjoy it and soak it in and, you know, just soak up all those nutrients, then yeah. you'll be able to be the butterfly. You'll be able to fly in the next season. But otherwise, mm. I have found that if you don't really soak in those moments, they will come back later. Like the Lord's going to teach you one yeah. way or another. He's going to teach you how to rest because that's his heart for you. And like, mm-hmm. that's for your own good. Like it's a good thing. It's not a punishment having to wait. Like it's a blessing. And there's mm-hmm. so much, you know, joy and reward that comes through that. But like, he will take you through retests if you don't. <laughs> want <laughs> yeah. You will right get now. the retest. You to fill it with busyness. <laughs> like he will take you through that season again. So yeah. you eventually it's just better to like surrender and just go with it. <laughs> yeah. I I love the don't opt for the retest thing because it's like oh you're going to get a retest whether you, if you if you don't <laughs> stay in that season, don't worry. <laughs> you will get one. <laughs> so, what you you've already touched on this a little bit, but I want you to expand on it if you have more to say. Um, what you've you've been in the process of practicing this balance for a while now with all the things that God has led you towards doing. What would you say it has taught you kind of about the Father's love or about that relationship or, or just about faith? What What do you think it has—what lessons has it taught you? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's such a loaded question. I know. There's so much. <laughs> yeah. Like, what direction do we go? But I think this kind of goes back to what we were saying before about relationship. Like, it sounds so overly simplistic, but mm-hmm. everything that we're doing right now in every part of our lives, the whole purpose is— for relationship, like the whole purpose, like you return to the garden of Eden. Like, why did God create us? He didn't create us because he wanted to tell people what to do. He didn't create us because he's like, Oh, it'd be great if I had an army. He didn't like, you know, he already had the angels. Like he has servants. Like that's not what he, he wanted relationship. Like he wanted sons and daughters. And so when you think about our lives and our passions and our interests, and we're so stressed about how do I, 
how do I make the father happy? Like, how do I fulfill my purpose? How do I do this? And it's like, number one, he just wants to be with us. Like he just wants to have relationship and everything else should be coming from the overflow of that relationship. And I think where we get things twisted and, and messed up and backwards is when we're trying to find this fulfillment in all these other things in our career, in our ministry, in our success, whatever. And it's like, no, he just wants to have that relationship. And then he's going to bless us with these other things. Um, and every lesson goes back to him. And so one of the ways I like to think about it is kind of like he has us on this big, um, schooling journey. Like every single yeah. season is like another level of your higher education. Like, you know, he keeps teaching us, um, you know, these things kind of like for me, the stuff that he taught me in preschool, but then he started to build upon it in elementary school and then middle school and high school and beyond and beyond. And it's like, that's what he's doing constantly. And it's like, if we can kind of zoom out and have his perspective, we can see that even in the middle of all the ugly and the unfun stuff and the stresses, mm. like he's letting patients have his perfect work. Like he's bearing fruit in us. Like he's doing all these beautiful things so that we can go back to that relationship and, and um, just, you know, stay focused and joyful there. And so I think that if we can like zoom out and continue to return to that perspective over and over and over again, we're going to not be stressing out over every decision and over every choice that we make and just know that it's a big adventure. And just like a father would not get mad at a child for like learning how to walk and then the child wipes out. Like you're not going to freak out and yell at your kid. And God doesn't do that with (laughs) us either. Like if you step out on something, then you're like, oh, I guess that probably wasn't the best timing. He's not going to be upset. And like, you know, we just have these mental images of, of the father that he really wants to change. And that mm. only happens through relationship. Like as we get to know him more and more, we realize, oh, you're not actually that stressed about this. Oh, you're not mad at me. Okay, cool. Yeah. And it just continues to bring you more and more freedom. Yeah, yeah. I like that we keep going back to that concept of like, just don't be afraid to step out and try because mm-hmm. yeah, there's just, there's not punishment waiting there. There's just grace and teaching and response and more learning and all those good things. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about, oh gosh, there's so much I want to cover. <laughs> there's so much I want to hear you talk about. Okay, you talk, before we started this, you told me about like how this whole concept reminds you of David. And I loved what you said about it. So just give us a little piece of that goodness. Yeah. Well, I have always related to David's story. I think just because, well, for several reasons. First of all, he, um, you know, at the beginning of his story, he was anointed as king. Like God chose him, set him apart, told him what his destiny was going to be. I mean, I can't even imagine just being this random kid out, you know, with your sheep. (laughs) And then you find out that you're destined to be the king and you're literally chosen and set apart for that. And so I feel like in a lot of ways as a dreamer and as someone who started like pursuing relationship with the Lord at a really young age, I kind of had a lot of these big dreams and a lot of these things that I felt like God placed in my heart. And so, um, so David, you know, gets this exciting announcement and then what happens? Absolutely nothing. Like he goes through these (laughs) years of all he has is this word over his life and a bunch mm-hmm. of sheep. And so I just have and always a bunch of sheep. loved 
I've always loved David's story and the fact that he was faithful taking care of the sheep. Like he didn't get an attitude. He wasn't like, man, I'm so much better than this. Like I'm destined for whatever, you know, he really, he like, he literally loved his sheep. Like he protected them. He fought the lion and the bear. Like he risked his life to keep them safe. And that's always encouraged me to remember to focus on the people in front of me and to love them. And instead of being like, oh man, I really wish I was over here, had this opportunity. It's like, no, you just focus on that one person that's in your life that you can take care of and you can pour into. And so, you know, through David's story, we see that God eventually got him to his destiny, but it was a journey and everything (laughs) that was part of his journey was required for what he would Mm. need later. I mean, even with his, you know, fighting Goliath, we're all like, whoa, the climax of his story. But if you look at his later battles, like he was just barely getting started with Goliath. He had so much that he had to face. And so I think that just, again, there's so much purpose in everything that God places in our lives. Even, you know, the people that we don't like or the things that are challenging for us that we have to learn how to love people like Again, don't try to fast forward through it or skip it because this is all so important. It's all part of our training and we just really need to, you know, embrace it and, and be faithful in those little seasons so that, you know, we, we can be trusted with much because that's what Jesus yeah. said. Like, you know, be faithful with a little and then I'll give you more later. Like, don't try to skip and fast forward. And I think we're just <laughs> in such like a, a culture of like that microwave culture where we just want everything instantly. And we would love to just, you know, in a movie, like you get the beginning, middle and end in like an hour and a half. And that's, we just love to consume things quickly. And like, that's not how God works. Like he loves stories. He loves long stories. I mean, just look at the Bible. He Mm -hmm. waited so long. And Jesus, he, <laughs> he's waited so long to come back. Like he just, yeah. he's all about the process. And I think if we can kind of, you know, look at these stories in the Bible, like David and Joseph and Esther, and just really be encouraged that yeah, know, we are in the middle of our own story and it doesn't look that exciting. Like you might just be out with a bunch of boring sheep right now, but if you can <laughs> set your heart to love them because you love the Lord and just that be your form of worship, then the Lord will continue to, you know, grow you and open up those doors later on. Yeah. I love, I love so much of what you're saying, but also what you're saying is reminding me that like, we look at David's story and some of those early experiences he had, we might look at those as seasons of waiting when really there was a lot of running that took place in those seasons. So Mm -hmm. it's such an encouragement to think like, you might feel like you're in a season of waiting, but what running are you doing? Like they kind of, those seasons can really intermingle. And so just don't Mm -hmm. like disregard that because there is such important work that's happening. And it's also easy for us to read their stories over the course of, you know, four pages and think, why doesn't my story look like that? But there was so much life in there that we don't get Mm -hmm. to hear about and that we don't Mm -hmm. know about. And our stories, this is going to sound weird to say, but our stories are Bible stories in a way because we are just a continuation of God working through His people. And that's Mm -hmm. all the Bible is. I mean, yeah. it just, it it is still moving. So yeah. it's easy to look at them and think, oh, well, they were a Bible character. It's like, okay, but you're just like them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're just definitely. like them. <laughs> yeah. And even if you think about the life of Jesus, like his physical life on earth, we have 30 years 
of who knows yeah. what. Like we like what was he doing? You know, it's like we don't There was a lot there. I'm sure there were moments where <laughs> there wasn't it wasn't that exciting. And of course we get, you know, those exciting three years and we're like, Oh my goodness, this is incredible. But all of the think of all the preparation that he yeah. went through before he was released into his ministry. And so I know that encourages me as well. It's like, you know, there's so much purpose in the in-between times and the yeah. seemingly boring times, like those times when you have nothing to post on Instagram, you know, <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> yes, oh, so nothing well exciting is happening. But God is doing <laughs> so, so much behind the scenes. And I think in some ways he like cherishes those moments more than he does, like those glorious highlight real moments, you know? Yeah. Cause those are real like relationship building moments where you yeah. like see who each other is mm-hmm. and that's beautiful too. Yeah. So what um, would be your best advice to somebody who's just starting to like either seek out their passions or looking to find that balance? Like you said a lot of tips, but where should they start? What should be like step one? Yeah. Well, <laughs> obviously this is going to sound really obvious and not to sound like a broken record, but definitely <laughs> with your relationship with the Lord, like he loves to talk about mm-hmm. this stuff. He, I mean, he's so much more interested in our lives than we think he is. I know it's often, oh, yeah. like, it's so easy to think he's just up there. Like, you know, maybe he'll answer us if we ask a question. It's like, no, he loves relationship. He loves to, um, you know, interact with us. And so I think that even if you're kind of in the place where like, well, that sounds great, Livy, but I don't even know, like, I've never heard God's voice before. I don't know how to Mm -hmm. get any kind of answers for my life. And I think that for me, a great way of communicating with God has been through journaling. And so I think that always like starting with the scripture, because obviously that's where he's, you know, speaking, that's his heart. And then, you know, to spend that time, like I will literally write out prayers and ask him questions. And then take time to be quiet and listen and you'll start to hear things in your heart. Not like, you know, an audible voice. Like some people hear an audible voice. Me personally, I've never heard like a voice outside of my head. Like this is God talking to you, but he gives impressions (laughs) in your heart, you know, and there are things that will come to mind when you're praying. And then you can go back to scripture and ask yourself those questions. Is this serving other people? Like, is this part of God's heart? You know, if it's something that doesn't line up with God's word, then it's not him. But if it does line up with his word, that can kind of be your tester to see, okay, can I step out on this? And it's like, if it's something that is going to help other people and something that you're passionate about, then go ahead and step out, like start to explore, like maybe it's starting a podcast, go ahead and Google, how do I start a podcast or reach out to somebody (laughs) who has started one and just ask questions. And then, um, you know, I, you know, that's something that we like to explore on my podcast dream to destiny is like different ways that people are stepping out into their God given dreams. And so if you're interested in like more resources like that, we definitely have a lot going on over there. Yes. Um, for fun stuff like that. So yeah. That would be like a practical, a practical tip that you can (laughs) apply after your, like once you kind of have that confidence in knowing God's leading you into something, then just start exploring it, start researching. Like there's so many, we have the internet, we have everything we need. We are loaded. (laughs) There's, there's plenty of resources if you look for them. Yes. I'm glad you said that because that was going to be my kind of wrap up question next. And then one more fun thing after that. But <laughs> I want, um, what can people do to support you with Crown of Beauty and what you're doing right now? What's like 
the number one thing they could do to support what you're doing because you're doing so many great things. <laughs> yeah, well, I would say if you want to come check out Crown of Beauty Magazine, it's just crownofbeautymagazine.com and we have our little email list you can sign up for to get um, all of the updates on our interviews and articles and fun stuff that's happening. Um, and you'll also get some podcast updates there. We don't, um, I feel like the podcast is more my personal thing. So I post about it occasionally on the magazine, right. but not too often. So if you want to connect with me, you can come to Instagram, um, at Livy Lynn Glitter Girl. That's my handle. So you can connect I love there. your handle. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll find all of the podcast info, Dream to Destiny on there. And then also we're getting ready to release a new, um, book called, the idea revolution, which will be perfect. Like if you're someone who's, you know, wanting to step out into something new, write a book, start a podcast, start your blog or something like that. Like this is a hundred percent for you. Like you will love it. Um, that's what we're all about <laughs> over, over on my Instagram <laughs> and stuff. So lots of fun things over there that I'm sure you would enjoy. Love it. That's perfect. That gives people a little bite-sized things to start <laughs> today. <laughs> Okay, so I wrap up the same way every time, and I love doing it because it gives me lots of things that I probably shouldn't buy, but now want to. <laughs> so what are three things you're loving right now? It doesn't have to be a tangible thing. Um, a lot of times it is for people, just like mm-hmm. something you have found that you love, but it doesn't have to be tangible. It could be an okay. intangible thing too. All right, so I this is going to sound cheesy, but like I have just recently in the past year discovered podcasts. And yes, they are too, 100% actually. free and you can just listen to so much great stuff. And so the first thing that I'm loving is there's a podcast called Radiant Thoughts. Um, and if Ooh. you've never listened to it, I would definitely recommend it. Um, there's lots of great wisdom, even just like practical life stuff. Um, yeah, it's so good. So definitely check out Radiant Thoughts. That's my first thing. Um, let's see. I was trying to think of like there's so many things, but, um, (laughs) I think one book that I'm really enjoying right now that I'm going through with our crown of beauty girls, we're doing a little Bible study, um, is it goes with the royalty theme. It's called supernatural ways of royalty by Chris Ballatin. And I would definitely recommend that it is so great for just diving in even deeper on your royal identity. And what does that really mean? Um, and very then, cool. Yeah. And then the third thing that I'm loving, this is just me personally. I don't know if anyone else is <laughs> going to be interested, but I have a slight obsession with like Disney pins. Um, so when oh, you go to yes. the parks, you can like trade pins. <laughs> and I have recently found that if you go to eBay, um, there are some sellers who you can get like a whole lot of like 25 or 50, however many random pins you want and they're really inexpensive so if you just like google um disney pin lot seller um there are just all these lots and so anyway for those who are like tired of spending like 20 dollars on a pin if you want to just buy a bunch of them that's real yes it is if you want to buy a bunch of them and have like old-fashioned pins and just ones that they're not necessarily currently selling at the parks right definitely check it out it's so fun i i'm kind of obsessed (laughs) I think the pins are so cute. And also, the other good thing about that is if you're a park goer, then you can use them for pin trading. Yeah. Save so much money. It's wonderful. Pin trading is like a whole other thing. People who aren't Disney people are probably listening to this like, what the heck is pin (laughs) trading? It's a whole community, people. it is. Google it. It's a lifestyle. (laughs) (laughs) It is a lifestyle. My brothers for a long time had like the whole book. And whenever we would go to Disney, they would have like their pin book or their pin lanyards. Yes. It's a whole thing. It is. It is a whole thing. (laughs) And it's not just kids. Like, many adults pin trade. I love the pins. I think they're so cute. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, on that note, on the Disney note, because I could get off on Disney tangent for a very long time. Livy, thank you for being on the show. Well, of course. Thank you so much for having me. And if you ever want to do another episode just about pin trading, let me know. Yeah, we could have a pin trading episode. <laughs> Love it. Livy, thank you so much for sharing on the show today. I'm so excited for all you're doing and all you have done with Crown of Beauty Media and with your podcast, Dream to Destiny. What a beautiful example of God working through your passions and guiding you into missions that allow you to make such an impact on young women. I loved when Livy talked about the story of David and said, everything that was a part of David's journey was required for what would happen later on. There's so much purpose in every season God places in our lives. Don't try to fast forward through it or skip it. I think it's so easy for us to read David's story over just a few Bible chapters and forget that it details an entire life. We all have seasons of waiting and seasons of running, but both are critically important for us to soak in all God has for us to do while we're here on earth. For everyone listening, I can't wait to meet you back here next time. Today's show music was created by Nick Petrov. Additional music and editing are by Aaron Trimble. And show notes are by yours truly. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for joining me, everyone. If you love Where Faith Grows, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and give it a thumbs up. I sure am glad to have you join me in this space where we can explore faith and all the places it grows together. Have a wonderful week, friends. I'll see you next time on Where Faith Grows.